For some of these sermons, church, on uh, apprenticeship to Christ, I'm going to want to do a little bit of a deep dive into specific points, kind of carrying over from the message. And this is one of those weeks where I'd like to do that and just take a couple of minutes to read a couple of quotes from an amazing book to help continue our thought patterns, continue our thinking on the message from this past weekend. So I'm going to read a little bit from the book Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, He lived in Christian community, kind of communal Christian living, and experienced and wrote about the things he learned there and compared them to scripture. And one of his chapters is called Confession and Communion. And when he talks about confession, it's what I was talking about in the message from this weekend, uh, in terms of being open and honest and vulnerable with one another. Confessing our sins means speaking them out loud. And without that, we really do end up kind of like holding our friendship and our faith and our Christian community back to a certain point. And if we're willing to be open and honest with just one other Christian or with a small group of Christians, then... It's a breakthrough to community. That's the phrase that he uses. If you're finding in your family, in your Christian friendships, in your missional community, that it feels kind of like held back, it may be because we're not just really willing to share where our heart's at, our deepest thoughts or struggles uh, or problems. And it will be in those confessing those sins to one another and trusting each other, and being trustworthy with those things that are shared with us, that will lead to all sorts of depths of relationship and freedom. And so I would just like to take a few minutes to read his thoughts on this, to continue to drive home the things we were talking about this weekend. So in chapter 5, Confession and Communion, Bonhoeffer, who was a German theologian back in the 1940s, he wrote this. Confess your faults one to another. James 5.16 He who is alone with his sin is utterly alone. And it may be that Christians, notwithstanding corporate worship and common prayer and all their fellowship and service, may still be left to their loneliness. The final breakthrough to fellowship does not occur because although they have fellowship with one another as believers and as devout people, they do not have fellowship as the undevout or as sinners. The pious fellowship permits no one to be a sinner. So everyone must conceal his sin from himself and from the fellowship. We dare not be sinners. Many Christians are unthinkably horrified when a real sinner is suddenly discovered among the righteous. So we remain alone with our sin, living in lies and hypocrisy. The fact is we are sinners. But it is the grace of the gospel, which is so hard for the pious to understand, that it confronts us with the truth and says, You are a sinner, a great desperate sinner. Now come as the sinner that you are to God who loves you. He wants you as you are. He does not want anything from you, a sacrifice, a work. He wants you alone. My son, give me thine heart. From Proverbs 23, 26. God has come to you to save the sinner. Be glad. This message is liberation through truth. You can hide nothing from God. The mask you wear before men will do you no good before him. He wants to see you as you are. He wants to be gracious to you. Do not have to go on lying to yourself and your brothers as if you were without sin. You can dare to be a sinner. Thank God for that. He loves the sinner, but he hates sin. Christ became our brother in the flesh in order that we might believe in him. And in him, the love of God came to the sinner. Through him, men could be sinners and only so they could be helped. All sham was ended in the presence of Christ. The misery of the sinner and the mercy of God, this was the truth of the gospel. 
in Jesus Christ. So in the Christian community, when the call to brotherly confession and forgiveness goes forth, it is a call to the great grace of God in the church. In confession, the breakthrough to community takes place. Sin demands to have a man by himself. It withdraws him from the community. The more isolated a person is, the more destructive will be the power of sin over him. And the more deeply he becomes involved in it, the more disastrous is his isolation. Sin wants to remain unknown. It shuns the light. In the darkness of the unexpressed, it poisons the whole being of a person. And this can happen even in the midst of a pious community. In confession, the light of the gospel breaks into the darkness and the seclusion of the heart. The sin must be brought into the light. The unexpressed must be openly spoken and acknowledged. All that is secret and hidden is made manifest. It is a hard struggle until the sin is openly admitted. But God breaks gates of brass and bars of iron from Psalm 107.16. Since the confession of sin is made in the presence of a Christian brother, the last stronghold of self-justification is abandoned. The sinner surrenders, he gives up all his evil, he gives his heart to God, and he finds the forgiveness of all his sin in the fellowship of Jesus Christ and his brother. The expressed acknowledged sin has lost all its power. It has been revealed and judged as sin. It can no longer tear the fellowship asunder. Now the fellowship bears the sin of the brother. He is no longer alone with his evil, for he has cast off his sin in confession and handed it over to God. It has been taken away from him. Now he stands in the fellowship of sinners who live by the grace of God and the cross of Jesus Christ. Now he can be a sinner and still enjoy the grace of God. He can confess his sins and in this very act find fellowship for the first time. The sin concealed separated him from the fellowship, made all his apparent fellowship a sham. The sin confessed has helped him to find true fellowship with the brethren in Jesus Christ. In confession occurs the breakthrough to the cross. The root of all sin is pride. I want to be my own law. I have a right to myself, my hatred, my desires, my life, and my death. The mind and flesh of man are set on fire by pride, for it is precisely in this wickedness that man wants to be as God. Confession in the presence of a brother is the profoundest kind of humiliation. It hurts. It cuts a man down. It is a dreadful blow to pride. To stand there before a brother as a sinner is an ignominy and that is almost unbearable. In the confession of concrete sins, the old man dies a painful, shameful death before the eyes of a brother. Because this humiliation is so hard, we continually scheme to evade confessing to a brother. Our eyes are so blind that they no longer see the promise and the glory in such abasement. In confession, the breakthrough to new life occurs. Where sin is hated, admitted, and forgiven, there the break with the past is made. Old things are passed away. But where there is a break with sin, there is conversion. Confession is conversion. Behold, all things are become new, from 2 Corinthians 5.17. Christ has made a new beginning with us. This entire book is a great and um, powerful exploration of Christian community. I highly recommend it to you. It's called Life Together by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, but this particular series of statements from him on confessing our resume just being real with each other in community and how that leads to true salvation and genuine Christian uh, faith, the gospel at work uh, and fellowship. I think it's a powerful word, especially for us who are trying to build that sort of community. 
in our missional communities. So I hope these words can be an encouragement to you this week, and I encourage you not just to hear them, but to put them into practice uh, with your fellow believers this week. May God bless you as you seek confession and honesty, and then enjoy the freedom and the power and the unity that results.